For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. This is part two of podcast 211 from Winning Cures Everything. Don't forget, winningcureseverything.com is the website. Go check that out. And if you are wanting to uh, bet online, go to mybookie.ag. Use promo code WCE50. That's promo code WCE50. They'll give you a 50% deposit bonus. So if you deposit $200, they're going to give you $100 free to play with. So go check that out. From here, uh, we are going to talk about WrestleMania 34 and the WWE. We're going to talk about how Vince McMahon keeps drawing viewers. Uh, Ronda Rousey's debut, Andre the Giant. We're going to talk the Brock Lesnar issue. Uh, Andre the Giant's documentary that was on uh, HBO is fantastic. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk uh, cockfighting in Los Angeles and the ridiculousness of that story from last week. And we're going to talk the business side of ESPN's new get-up uh, morning show. Uh, we're going to talk about the ratings and what Chris thinks uh, about that whole situation. Uh, from here, this is part two of episode 211. I watched WrestleMania 34. I'm not going to lie, I watched for Ronda Rousey. It is the first time... In probably ten, maybe maybe more than a decade, that I have watched a WWE event. What'd you think? I thought it was spectacular. Like I, I'm not a big fan of of WWE in and of itself, but like I know all the characters and whatnot because every sports show in the country talks about this crap. That's right. Because everybody's got sons or or whatever that are into this, right? Once you've got a child. That like a little boy anyway. If you, if you have a son that's between twelve and well, a son that's between 19, five and, yeah, or maybe, and yeah, younger. sixteen or whatever. Like because once you get to like seventeen, eighteen, like it's it yeah. kind of loses. You, it you, did with you, us. You anyway. just want to see boobs. Yeah, like you're not worried. And and obviously you can get that with WWE now. Uh, like yeah. you you got your women fighters that are that people are into. Um, but look, like I, my question is this. Like, I thought it was great. I thought the, the whole spectacle of I mean, there were 78,000 people in the Superdome for this. Like, it was massive. And people are chanting, and they're doing all this. And then you get to the headline fight, and people are booing. It's terrible. And they, they don't want anything to do with it. And, like, I didn't think the fight was that bad. It, I mean, obviously, it was super fixed. I, all of these are fixed. But, like... The event lasted, like, four and a half, five hours. Yeah, it was a long that's time. That's a problem. It was a long like that, time. That, that's a problem. That's a criticism that needs to be made. Well, you just got so much going on. Like nah, you, you, gotta, you got less is more. Fifty matches in this that's, thing. It's like every fighter that's ever fought in WWE yeah. ends up fighting in WrestleMania, and it's just ridiculous. You got it's a, a whole weekend thing. Like, and so I've got friends that actually went down, and Friday night they've got like a big uh, the WWE Hall of Fame induction, yep. whatever. Then Saturday night you got your uh, NXT, which is like the uh, the wrestling minor league. They got a big event for that. And then you've got WrestleMania on Sunday night. And then you've got WWE Raw on Monday night from the same spot, which is 
bananas to me that it draws the numbers that it does. It's crazy. Like you will not find and, and a show, that's, and that's on TV for like four hours. It's it's three hours. It's like three seven hours. to ten. Yeah, and people watch it like it is. It, there's th- they average three million. Three I got, million I was viewers in the wrestling growing up. You will not find another sporting no. event that averages three million every week. Per, every week, every Monday per show. Like college football ain't a chance. No, like but this one's they've got a, a Monday night show and it's it, is it Tuesday night or Thursday night that they do like Thursday. SmackDown Thursday, Thursday. Monday Thursday? Thursday? Th- right. Mondays and Thursdays. All right, so Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, and and I, it, somebody correct us if we're wrong, but I'm this not, whole thing, I'm, I, I'm curious because of that headline fight. How does Vince McMahon keep drawing viewers if he keeps hyping up wrestlers that people hate? Oh, you got to have heels. You got to have bad. That's what yeah, makes. But I'm, I'm that's with you. what makes but like, wrestling great is because you've got bad. You've got real bad guys because you can manufacture them to be. But, bad But but do people like? Uh, so do people actually like Brock Lesnar? Like oh, yeah. normally you've got a. Oh yeah. The only people that don't like him are UFC guys. But Vince McMahon don't give a crap. But about no, those I, I didn't feel like anybody really gave a crap about. Okay, here we go. Chris jumps in. He says SmackDown's on Tuesday. All right. See, I, obviously, I when think did that did, change? Chris, if you can respond, did SmackDown used to be on Thursday? I thought I remembered that, I but that. I might be wrong. I ain't that damn wrong. I'm, I, so my viewing schedule will change because I've got a little boy that's on the way. In 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 five six years, I know he's going to be into wrestling because. We were into wrestling. I was into wrestling at that age. You and I, yeah. that's we've talked about it before. That's what that's how you and I connected. That's right. Like when we were what? second grade. Yes. We watched Gary, we, Gary was my first friend when I moved to Olive Branch. We would hang out. How sweet is that? <laughs> we would hang out and now watch I wanna, wrestling. I want to kill him half the time. <laughs> prove it. Prove it. Every time prove he says it. every time he says prove it, I no, keep we, thinking this is gonna be a crime of passion. We would TV. we would get together and watch WrestleMania's. Yeah. We would watch you the know the, the SummerSlam and, yeah. and Ra- what yeah. was the Survivor cage, Series. Survivor yeah, Series, yeah, all that. So Rage in the Cage or whatever the hell it was called way back then. Either way. How in the world, how in the hell does do these wrestlers do a Sunday? Now it's only once a month, but a Sunday pay per view, a Monday. Well, no, it's and like it's once every like three once, or four months. No, then, no, no. They have a pay per view every month. Same way that UFC does. Yeah, I don't know that that's uh, UFC ripped off wrestling. Man, that, that's crazy. Like I, I couldn't see people paying fifty bucks a month. They for don't. That. They pay ten dollars a month for, for the WWE for the app. What are you right? talking about? Yeah, well, it's not an app. It's a channel. Well, no, there's there's an app. Well, there's an app, but yeah, you don't have you don't have to have cable. But if you have like it's like TV, direct direct over the air. Yeah, right? but if you have Direct TV or if you have Xfinity, it's just a channel. Huh. I I'm trying. I, I can't understand like if people. All right, so one, I did have people talking to me about uh, how can you watch that? It's all fixed, and I'm like, well, you watch, but it's entertainment. You, yeah, it's entertainment. Like it, you watch like TV shows on ABC. Yeah, and all that's been scripted. That's right. So like you don't necessarily know what's going to happen whenever you watch a wrestling event. It's just like it's they just know. entertainment. Like they, they know, know we, but we but we don't see everybody and their mother thought that Roman Reigns was going to win. Like I was told that numerous times because Brock is going back to the UFC. Right, and then all of a sudden, bam! The right, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, it was on Thursday. Chris jumps in. Yes, it was on Thursday when SmackDown went live about a year and a half ago. Uh, they switched to Tuesday. Okay. See, I had no idea. See, I didn't know they switched. That's it. even more incredible that they draw people in for Sunday night, Monday night, and Tuesdays. That's like, that, only, that would only crazy. be once a month, but then it's every week it's Monday, Tuesdays. That is, and the Monday bananas. show used to be an hour, and, and then it went hours. to two, and now it's three. See, I got out once it started getting real long because my mama wouldn't let me just keep watching. Yeah, three hours on a Monday night's pretty. I got pretty intense. 
Um, I was, ra- yeah, I was so, raised by a mother who hit, and you don't get to just sit in front of the TV. <laughs> I just, I, I haven't understood how this works, like how they continue. I, I actually have a philosophy about that. I think that it was set up for Reigns to win, but then once word got out, see Vince McMahon's a genius when it comes to stuff. Once word got out that it's an absolute lock, we already well, know and, the ending. And the crowd is already booing. They yeah. don't want. We, we already yeah. know the ending. That's when Vince says, flip it on them. Flipping on him. I am curious about this. Because his response is, is, let's do something that they're not expecting tonight. I'll figure it out tomorrow. The The rest of it was, all right, so Roman Reigns got split open by an elbow by Lesnar. Like immediately. Right? No, no, this wasn't immediate. This was like later on in the match. It was it was wet because this was a Did, long match. I like, know that, but didn't the match last like 30 minutes after he got his wig split? No, it was uh, maybe like five minutes after that. Okay. It, it wasn't very long at all. It was uh, it, so I the fight watch, itself was I'm like maybe 20 minutes. Listen to podcasts. Uh, first 15 minutes, like it, it, they threw people, like they threw each other around, they threw each other into tables, like all this kind of mess, right? So all this stuff is going on, and he gets uh, he gets his wig split with an elbow. And I thought that WWE had a rule in place where you can't do that anymore. Like, you, you can't draw blood anymore because it's supposed to be a family event. And then you have Brock dropping an F-bomb right in the middle of the ring. <laughs> and, like, all this stuff's going they on. They probably which is, have those rules for the network TV. But, but it's but it's pay-per-view. Uh, okay. And I'm going to bet all things go out on pay-per-view. I haven't watched one well, in a there, while. There was... Uh, so I'm probably... So they, they talked about how this whole thing... Uh, there was a big it, argument between Vince and Lesnar... Like when they got done with it, and Lesnar was upset because people were booing during the match. Like nobody was happy about that match. No, and that's what I'm curious about. Like, it, do did people actually watch the match? Were they curious? Like, did they want to watch it, or like were they just upset that that was the headliner and they'd rather have somebody else that they actually enjoy? This is the this is why wrestling is as big as it is, though. Is even if it's something that everybody hates, they're, they're still, all still watching, showing up. That's Bananas. They're all still showing up because they support the product, which is unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's um, that's a big thing. Is it, they they've got diehards, diehards, and UFC has got diehards, and, but it is such a smaller now, number. And we're now in a thing where you're talking like third generation diehards. So oh, I, yeah. I got most of my information about this uh, main event. This not just main event, but all of WrestleMania from listening to cousin Sal talk about it. Oh, it's a, and, you, you talk about third generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, before you jump into Cousin Sal, like, my dad, when I was younger, he would always tell me about uh, Superfly Jimmy Snuka, yeah. right? And oh, we talk guys. about Jerry Wrestler or Jerry, uh, Jerry Lawler, and we talk about, like, uh, just all these old guys, mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett and, and whatever, yeah, uh, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, and they had been doing it forever, and dad was super into this stuff. So then I jump in, and with it, so it, my wife is doing. Uh, She's steam cleaning right now. Oh, man. <laughs> so I, I don't think the people can hear that, but we can hear it. Uh, either way. I thought there was so a like, dinosaur there's, in this There's house. all these big name wrestlers from way back when, and then you and I get interested in it, and it's Hulk Hogan. And, you know, obviously we, Andre the Giant was like on the tail end of I that. Would, I would consider our generation of wrestling the glory days. Oh, it was Big Vince, Boss Man Vince, and the yeah, Mountie and the Painter and Million would, Dollar would Man and that, Jake the I, Snake yeah. and Macho Man Randy Savage and uh, the Ultimate Warrior and you know Ric well, Flair was still doing his thing right. like we no, there you, were amazing yeah WCW yeah, yeah no, and I mean, that was WCW was, and then WWE bought them that, and no, yeah, Sting became even bigger still part of it yeah 
So there you go. Chris jumps in. I think Lesnar's boring anyway. He only uses like two to three moves. The only move that I saw was like he kept saying suplex city bitch. And that cracked me up because I'm like, I don't think suplexes really hurt. Like it didn't look like they actually would hurt. And then like the F5 thing that he was doing. I didn't really. That's his. That's, his, that's supposed to be his finishing move, right? And it, but he did so, it like he seven did, times. Yeah, it was five times that he did, yeah. and then the sixth is the one that finally like, you know, knocked him out or what. So, so but none me, of them actually look like it would hurt. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you want, if you want, we can keep the camera rolling, and I could try to do one right no, here. No, I'm all we'll, good. I'm all, <laughs> I mean, we just then then you can tell us does it hurt or not. I mean, I just I'd, I'd like to get it. So there's a, a say, Memphis guy, Dustin just, Star, that just I'd say like prove to prove it one more time, and I'll f five you over this table. <laughs> I get Kurt on the phone. I'll, get, I'll FaceTime I've said Kurt. Prove it one time, oh, one oh, time, you, and that's it. It doesn't matter. And you got so fired up so, about that. So mad. Oh man, we got all sorts of people fired I up about we that. It was stop. great. I thought we were gonna stop being friends. It was. It was fantastic. Twenty some years of my so, life. So, so the diehards and whatnot. Third generation cousin Sal. Tell me. Tell me about. Oh cousin no, Sal. he was just talking about how they thought that it was actually not scripted for Lester to win, but. When what's his name's face got broken open, he was like, they thought the way the refs like reacted and everybody kind of reacted around it, like that was not planned. Yeah, and to a point where he was losing so much blood that they were like, all right, we got to just end this match. Oh, so, I, I was so Lesnar surprised. Lesnar just end it and be done, and then we'll figure out. So that was cousin Sal, who he talks on his podcast all the time about wrestling. His sons are huge fans. They're diehards. See, they, this they is what I was pointing really out. Yeah. Sports shows talk about this because yes. their kids watch it. Oh, yeah. So then well, you and get no, sucked and into watching Sal's it. Cousin a huge wrestling fan. Don't get me wrong. Well, the, the blood thing, by the way. But he thinks, so I watched it when he, when he got, when he got mm-hmm. hit. And I'm, when you talk about blood pouring yeah. out of somebody, like I don't, I, if, if they had planned it, I don't think they planned it to be as bad as no. it was because I'm telling you, and Lesnar has done this before right. with, uh, what's the guy's name, Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. So Randy Orton uh, took an elbow, and, and they showed pictures that, like, hey, by the way, this yeah. was not scripted. This no. was not supposed to, because he had a split. And, and at the and end of it, it was so bad. So Cousin Sal's philosophy was is they, they made an adaptation in the middle of it. Like, like, all right, we just need to end this fight, and you need to win, and then we'll figure out what to do later. Because when something like that happens, your first priority, these guys really are entertainers. All this stuff really is scripted. But if something happens, because you really are beating on each other to an extent, outside of what we planned, we got to get out of it, and then we gotta, we gotta, we got, we'll just figure it out in the next. Well, story the thing line. is that that Reigns came back even after getting split, and like did one of the the spears or whatever yeah. and like went for a pin on Lesnar and that's that's and he when everyone out. thought that was all right he started bleeding real bad but he but he it, does the, he hits the spear and he pins him but he kicks out of it and then he gets another F5 and he pins Reigns yeah, and then it's over and it it was the most anticlimactic ending that you've ever seen and like it, it that's the thing that always blows my mind is like these big pay-per-views and then there's like that's it. But, but like that, it's over. You just you just caught a bad one. I think you just caught a bad one. And that well, I, was see, it. I don't think it was that bad. I think like maybe that match was but like that, a little. But that's what I'm saying. Like you caught the weird. main event that was that kind of classically. All my wrestling friends that do watch this stuff was like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that great of a finish. But all the rest of the matches leading up to it were really good. Like it the, was a the good... Rousey one. I plan on talking a lot about Rousey. Uh, well, not a lot, but just bringing it up. But like the Rousey one was incredible. Like I was incredibly surprised. At at her and her personality 
and everything that happened out of that. And like Stephanie McMahon is great yeah. at this. She's a perfect heel. Triple H was fantastic because he's waving the ref off. He's like, I'll fight a girl. I don't care. And Rousey like picks him up and body slams him. It, it was just everything he, about he can that sell. fight. He yeah. Can sell. They had, and what was it? Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle was the dude that she fought with. There were professionals yes surrounding rousey in that fight oh and, yeah and it was they great. they put her up against three of the best that have been in the business their entire lives like she couldn't have fought yeah, for her, her first fight her somebody support system been, was fantastic somebody who's been doing this for two or three years yeah like like even had she fought like rick flair's daughter or whatever like she hasn't been fighting that long her dad is a legend but she's not yeah. a legend or what, what's the girl that that flair's daughter fought it was like yeah, and, I, I don't and, know her name. And Sura. Yeah, and, same and, thing. And Kura like or they whatever, needed, whatever They needed Kurt Angle, who's been around for decades, and then they needed Triple H and Stephanie, who have grown up in this business for decades. And they understand how it works. How to sell. Yeah. They needed somebody to help them sell. So. No, I, all, all of the, look, uh, the like and my favorite one is Alexa Bliss. Like she now she went heel on this whole thing. I think people had like really liked her, and then she started talking crap about the fat girl or whatever. Like it, so people were split. It was like, oh man, we've always liked her, but she's being really mean to this overweight girl. And it, I mean, it was just not. But she's like, she's like four foot nine. Like she's tiny and blonde and pretty attractive. Like I ain't gonna lie. Like I, I like Alexa. Hey, I followed her on Instagram, man. I was like, all right, I'm in. Like I'm sold on this. So let me let me give you let me give you a project. And if any of you outside in TV land hadn't done, I'm gonna plug something. This is about wrestling. So I watched the Andre doc. Okay. That uh, that Bill Simmons and them did. For I have HBO. not watched it yet. I watched the Paterno thing. I haven't I'm, watched the Andre I'm, the Giant, but so it's got an insane actual, reviews. This is an actual documentary. Yeah, Paterno is a movie. Um, probably could have been a documentary. I have actually listened to the guy that directed that. Yeah, and and had to do with all of that. I've done listened to two different interviews that he's done. That were I'm going to guess one was the form. Simmons show. One was Bill Simmons. Yeah, show. with Al Pacino. With Al Pacino. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, anything. If if Al's talking to anybody, I'm I'm going to find that. Um. And the other one was an interview he did on, on uh, the Tony Kornheiser show, two shows that I watch and listen to religiously. Um, but the doc, if you were a wrestling fan, like Andre, you didn't have to be a wrestling fan. Andre was just, I mean, this mythological creature that, that kind of came to life. He was the last great giant. It, I'm going to speak a little bit from, from the heart here. If you were a fat kid growing up in the 80s and 90s, like you – like he, I worship that guy. Yeah. Like I, I saw him and I thought he's bigger than everybody else and he's treated different than everybody else. And I'm bigger than everybody else. Yeah. And I'm treated different than everybody else. I remember you were, and, you were in love was, with that guy. Yeah. And it was just something that just kind of, it, it meant a lot and it was cool to hear the backstory. Um, Bill Simmons has his podcast with the director that did it. Uh, after you watch the doc, download that podcast and listen to it. Um, they talk about how like Vince McMahon was very they've the w, uh, WWE has never like let a third party come in and do anything like this. Yeah, and they were having to sell to him why you need a third party, and Vince was like, I would I would let you do it with anybody else, but I'm very sensitive about Andre. Like the Andre story has to be told right, and it has to be told with respect and reverence. And the level of... I, I had heard that they, like, before Vince would actually okay it, they had to have the whole thing done. No, 
Is that's that not, not true? That's not true. That's not I true. I haven't listened to any of the this, guy, but that's... The director, the director had to interview with Vince a couple of times, and he, like, went into the meeting, and he had been coached up about Vince. And Vince big-leagued him. Like, he sat at a table with four chairs, and there were three people in the room, and Vince stared at the empty chair the entire time. He never looked at him. He never looked at the other. Like, he he did the I'm the God show guy. Yeah. And, and the guy at one point makes a statement about how, you know, you know, I don't really follow wrestling. I'm not really a wrestling fan. He said, but I think that's what makes me the best person to do this is because I'm going to tell an honest documentary story. I'm not going to get lost in the nostalgia, but I'm also not going to talk about a lot of the folklore stuff that isn't real. I want it to be a documentary, not a movie. And therefore all of the, um, like, you know, hyperbole that's been around about Andre. Right. He said, if I don't have first person encounters telling me about it, I don't care that somebody heard from somebody else and they heard the same story from 20 different people. If I don't have one of the people that heard it, saw it or watched it happen, it didn't, it didn't go in the dock. Okay. And, and Vince was like, so Vince big league deemed the whole time. He felt very uncomfortable. He walked out of there thinking, no way I saw this. We're not going to make this movie. And then word got back to Simmons people that Vince loved him. And he didn't back down from his 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 stances on everything. But anyway, I'm getting a little bit into the weeds and, and too much inside baseball here. But it, it was just it was just unbelievably well done. And and if you like I said, I grew up an, a little bit of a, an outsider when I was a young kid because I was so much bigger than everybody else. And I just I found my place in the world with Andre. And it, it meant a lot. And I, I, I challenge everybody, go watch it. Go find it. Rip off somebody else's HBO Go. Password, Whatever you got to do to see it, go it. see it. I, I, I just find it and, and, and watch it. It's it's really entertaining. It How really long was is. it? It's about an hour and a half. Not not too long. No, no, it's not too long. That's reasonable. The, that's about the the length of an episode of Game of Thrones next season. That's right. So. Um, but it was really, really well made. HBO do, always does a really good job of this. No, they do. And the, that's, the Paterno thing, I, like that, you haven't seen it so yet. I, but it's I on my DVR, it. but I didn't know how kid friendly it was. My kids it's, have been around uh, a lot. So it's I wanna, not. Okay, it's so I want to wait until I can watch it without him. I was able to watch the Andre doc with him there, and like my oldest daughter was just like, "Oh man, was he a real giant?" And I was like, "Yeah, baby. I mean, he was. Like, he had a genetic yeah. disposition that made him bigger than everybody else." Yeah. Um, my favorite part in the whole thing was Vince telling a story about Andre's proudest moment was this, these two things kind of contradict one another, but they're pretty great. Andre's proudest moment. If you look back in his whole career was he never hurt anybody because he had the ability to oh, yeah. hurt anybody. And then Hulk Hogan told stories about how there were guys that Andre hated because it was always the loud mouth guys that just ran their yak when they did it on camera. They usually did it off camera in the back and whenever they had to fight Andre, they would always like go to Hogan and the other guys that were buddies with him and was like, "Hey, is Andre going to be cool tonight?" And they were like, "I don't know." And then they get him in the ring and Andre would like he'd beat on him. He'd but it, but it him. wouldn't be like he didn't no, he didn't no, if hurt he, him. If he wanted to end someone's career, he could or take their life, he could have. And he he was really prideful of the fact that he he never he never did. But Macho Man Lesnar Randy will never Savage, be able to say that. No. Macho yeah. Man Randy Savage he hurt Roger Man Randy Savage. He hurt his feelings. He beat the <laughs> hell out of him. Great stories. Um, the the last real giant 
that we'll ever have in our lifetime. Yeah, he was uh, he was fantastic. I mean, that's it, it, the tail end of of his whole thing was was when you and I were getting into it. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it it was. You'll never see anything like that again. Like wrestling now is is so different from what it was back then. But at the same time, it's it's a lot of the same kind of stuff. I mean, they build up characters. They uh, you you see different types of people. Well, now and, a lot of it is personality. Now and they'll be they'll be they'll be a superstar for a while, and then they'll turn heel. Yeah, and that that is I mean that's kind of the way. If you're good enough, long enough, eventually you're going to have to be a bad guy. You'll live. Excuse me. You'll live to be a bad guy. And uh, and it's it's pretty entertaining. It's a gr- Vince McMahon can tell a story. That guy can write a story, and he has surrounded himself with people that know how to entertain and write a story. Because that's all this thing is. I'm with you. So let's jump off that. Let's jump off WWE. T- long time getting a little nostalgic. Go let's ahead. see. I want to talk to you about cockfighting. <laughs> all right. Uh, let me let me read the the story to you, okay? Uh, a search warrant served at a location in Lancaster led to the seizure of more than one thousand game fowl that were being bred and raised to take part in cockfighting. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department announced Wednesday the seizure was made on Monday in the sixty three hundred block of East Avenue E, according to Deputy Tracy Kerner of the Sheriff's Information Bureau. Personnel from the L.A. County Department of Animal Care and Control, with the assistance of members of the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, Los Angeles, responded to the location in order to examine, care for, and take possession of the animals. The birds are made to fight to the death, and those that suffer injuries are allowed to go untreated and sometimes simply thrown in the trash, Kerner said. Uh, Having animals fight to death, along with letting them go untreated, is not only cruel, but oftentimes goes hand-in-hand with gambling, drug dealing, and other legal activities. You don't say... Uh, according to Kerner, who said several people were detained, this is what cracked me up, but no arrests were made. The Here we go. Cam jumps in on Facebook. I grew up by a cockfighting farm in San Diego. Get, are you serious? I, I, wish, I wish we could bring him on right now. Uh, the investigation is ongoing, Kerner said, and anyone with information was urged to contact the sheriff's uh, blah, 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 blah. Look, if I had read that this happened in, in lower Alabama... In South Alabama. Yeah. Or in Arkansas. Mississippi. Or in Mississippi. Down or, the Delta. Just, or, or in Louisiana. Or wherever. Yeah. Anywhere in the South. Yep. I would totally get it. That's right. That's Los why it Angeles. Did, it, it did not shock me when Michael Vick got busted in the middle of nowhere, Georgia. Well, it's no, this was in Virginia. Virginia, where he got busted. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Country. Like country. Country. And, and I understand that there's a lot of rural area in California. No, However, not, not in L.A. In Los Angeles? Not in L.A. We listened to a... Uh, a pot. Who was the guy that we... Cameron uh, said it was on the Indian reservations in San Diego. Okay, see, that would but make that's sense. That's San Diego. That's San Diego. That's a lot. There's actually land around yeah, this San is Diego. Like Los Angeles is completely Los different. Angeles. I'm, I'm super confused into how you could hide a thousand. I don't think they hide them. I how think, in the world do you get away with it? Like one, how are there no arrests involved here? Because the people left, but I'm gonna, I, I'm, I'm gonna take exactly how this works. The people that were left behind that got caught were the. I'm gonna bet they're all poor immigrant handlers that whose responsibility are is to handle and train the cops. The, and the, and the, they the, have the, no idea the, the roosters. No, no, not that they have no idea, but these these people, but they're they're not in charge. Are not the guys in charge. And I'm gonna bet that everybody that lives around where these things are, are raised. In this, you know, concrete jungle apartment, whatever, I'm gonna bet it's a project area. 
And I'm gonna bet they're all scared to death. I'm gonna bet that there's probably some so, but like gang at some point, activity around. Oh, a hundred percent. I love this quote where he says, uh, uh, "Like having animals fight to death, along with letting them go untreated, is not only cruel, but oftentimes goes hand in hand with gambling, with gambling. drug dealing, and other illegal activities." Like, yeah. Like uh, we duh. we like, knew we knew that's why they were doing it. What, what's the human the, my, race. My, my daughter always says, "Duh." The like, human look. Like, we're we're some. We as people, we're we're capable of being some sorry sons of bitches. All right, we're we're, we're some that. sorry people. But I don't know that people are just like letting animals fight for nothing. Like somebody's gonna profit off this. Oh, thing. absolutely. Here we go. Uh, Cam said they had tarps on top so you couldn't see in and acted like they were dog kennels. Like at at that and, point though, like yeah, it, even still, like you still got dogs involved. Like you know that there's a live animal in there going on. The like, people that lived around there that would have been able to report it were not going to be the people that report it. They're probably not. It's just, it blew my mind when I read the story because I was like, really? There's cockfighting in L.A.? Which, I get it. Like, I get that people will bet on anything. That's right. Like, the the one thing that surprises me, like, I bet on, on football games that, like, I look at numbers. Like I, I that you, try. I make that my you best know educated you can't watch guess. This game you couldn't find it on TV if you had to. But if you think you have an edge, you'll make a play. Exactly. That's I what I always do with football. It's what I, I do with basketball. Like I, I study numbers. I figure this stuff out, and then I, I make my best educated decision. I don't go like it's why I could never bet on horses, right? Because like I, I don't watch horse racing. Oh. If I'm going to a dog track, I'm not like you. So this is this is where we're different. But I was raised. I was raised by a man, loving to death, Uncle Ouija. God rest his soul. <laughs> he, oh, by the way, Cam said everybody knew, but no one said anything. It was only right. fifteen years ago, though. That's right. Yeah, but nobody, nobody's gonna say anything because you don't really know. No, you know. But you, yeah, you shoot him up. Okay, so everyone knew, but no one said anything. That's yeah, because right. you don't want to get shot. Yeah. So, right. so Uncle Uncle had, Ouija had a great uncle who used to take him to the dog track up in Southwind, and I was like, "You like watching the dogs." I wouldn't bet one nickel on one effing dog, okay? I go to watch the horses. Because in horse racing, if you actually know how to handicap, you can find great edges. Right. Unbelievable edges. Dogs, no. Now, Felica no. will tell us everything about horse, horse racing. racing. I'm telling you. He if, knows everything. If, Chris if, Felica from, from ESPN. We got to get takes, him back in, by the way. It takes an unbelievable man. Yeah, we got the, I mean, we, we it's the first uh, Saturday of May coming up. Well, it all depends on when, when, Little dude gets here. It depends well, on when my son gets here. I'm, well, that's whether or not we can get him in. But they're gonna yeah. they're gonna run a Kentucky Derby whether he's here or not. Uh, agreed, so. agreed. We'll, but, we'll have to figure out whether or not just you and you, I can be together. Can, people to have who him on. do this for a living will actually tell you one of the best gambling odds. If you know how to handicap the jockeys and the horses, you can find edges everywhere. That's interesting. See, if now, for me, I do not know how to do that. I don't know how I to do have, that. I have pissed away large sums of money and small sums of money. Betting on horses and dogs. And see, and that's the thing. Like if I'm if I walk but I'm into a if I walk say all right, so we're in Memphis, right? You go to Southland Greyhound Park over in West Memphis. If we go in over there, I can't bring myself to put money on a dog not knowing whether or not it's a decent bet. Oh, I, because you, you can't like I think they give you some stats on them. Yeah. But it but you, you don't know booklet. but you don't know what like you, if if you're not in on the game, you don't know what that means, no, right? Otherwise, it's just throwing money at, at whatever. Well, like well, it's, it's one day. It's one the day same thing as gambling on like a roulette table or something like that, right? Where you you spin the wheel and it's like red. 
One day your you know, son will be big enough and your wife will let you out of the house and we'll go over there and we'll bet on some dogs. All right, all right. We, we we'll can piss, handle that. We'll piss a couple $20 away on some dogs. All right, all right. I'd, I'd love to see this. Because the nice thing is you can, you can bet like two bucks. Well, it's the same thing with cockfighting, like, right? Like nice you, you, you ain't going to get a little... You ain't getting a little booklet on it. Oh, no, no. There's no. Yeah. You just you just looking at them like, oh, that one's big and that one's little. But then you see the little one end up like taking somebody out. This one looks crazy. And this one maybe a little slow. Yeah. And that's what you have to figure out. It's like you got to look at them a little bit and it's, I'm going to go with this one. Feed these things some meth. (laughs) That's about what happens, right? Anyway. All right, we have gone super we, long. We may end up cutting this into two. We do not condone cockfighting or animal fighting in any way, shape, form, or fashion. No, not a chance. Not a chance. Nor do we condone gambling. But if you oh, do have wrong. to gamble, we, if you do have to gamble, we condone. Uh, here, I'm going to go in and spend this. You wanted the best online sports book? That's easy. It's mybookie.ag. They've got the easiest website layout, the best odds, amazing customer service, and payouts in only two business days. Check out mybookie.ag for yourself. And then when you sign up, use promo code WCE50 for 50% deposit bonus. That's mybookie.ag, promo code WCE50. So as Chris just told you, bet on mybookie.ag if you have to bet. If you got to put in money, if you got to do something, bet on the NBA playoffs, bet on Major League Baseball. Look, if you really know what you're doing on baseball, you can make some money. There's edges to be made. Like in that situation, you just bet on winners. It's a lot easier that way. If you think that a team is good enough to win by more than one run, like your lines are almost always going to be, you know, one run, one and a half runs, half, you know, whatever. It's it, You ain't got to look at it the same way you look at football. I've been right? betting baseball and hockey all weekend. I've been making the same bets. I'm just betting the overs. You and I hadn't even talked about the Predators. I know. I know. We hadn't we'll, been on we'll, a get while. To, we'll get to that next. We hadn't talked hockey. Later on this week. I, I, got, I got $150 worth of. NBA and hockey bets out there working. Right <laughs> all now. right, here's what we're going to close out with, all right? ESPN's get-up ratings have been uh, less than stellar. We'll say that. I had awful on my sheet, but we, we won't we won't say awful. I've, I've talked you down. You you did talk me down a little bit, okay. but but look, I'm uh, – there we go. Chris jumps in. He says, go Preds. It's absolutely. Hey, we're all for the Tennessee teams, man. Cash, cash and tickets. Yep. Better believe it. All right. So uh, I'd, I'd like to see the Predators get back to the Stanley Cup just because it was such an event last year in Nashville. But They've hit every over so far. Here is the deal with ESPN's Get Up program. You got Mike Greenberg, you got Michelle Beadle, and you got uh, Jalen Rose. And then you've got a rotating cast of like a fourth. So a, a lot of the first week was uh, Booger McFarland. I am curious your business side of things because that you've owned businesses and you understand like when something isn't working you got to find a way to either make it work like hold out long enough to see like all right is it going to turn or do you just immediately flip so the way that this has gone their ratings like for that that time slot have dropped from what it was even a few weeks before like the week before that i mean they've lost hundreds of thousands of viewers and from what it was a year ago at the same time, they've lost over 100,000 viewers. And I'm, I'm curious. We know that ESPN had to fire hundreds of employees. They have been cutting back salaries. They've been lowering their, their budget, like trying to figure out a way to make sports television work. And I understand where the idea of SportsCenter isn't so much necessary anymore. Like, they'll still have it on ESPN2 or, or whatever, ESPNU. But the the sports 
morning shows. Like NFL Network has a great one, Good Morning Football. I I tune into that one a, a few times a week. Um, you watch that one. You watch you know whatever the Dan Patrick show comes on at like nine o'clock. Like there's always a show on somewhere. So it's not like ESPN was trying to reinvent the wheel here, but the salary from these guys was about $15 million a year just for those three characters. And from that, they also had to build a brand new studio in New York that has left, by reports, a lot of the people back at ESPN incredibly resentful because the way that ESPN used to work was all of these people, like you were stuck in the middle of a field in Connecticut, but you were there together, right? And the brand ESPN would build the stars back then. And I don't know that that's necessarily the case anymore because Greenberg and whatnot was part of the most successful radio show in the history of sports media. Like, he, that's what he did. But then I feel like people may have turned on him. Michelle Beadle tried to do her own thing on NBC, and that failed, and she ended up losing her job there. She got brought back for $5 million a year, which is astronomical compared to what her market value was. Jalen Rose is making just over $3 million a year, but he's an NBA guy. He had his own radio show, but that show was not doing well. Like, it just, it, it wasn't... It was syndicated nationally on some spots, but like in others, even in Memphis, it was like, all right, well, we'll put this on if like our other scheduled stuff isn't on. Like it, it was just whatever. Like the numbers were not great on it. If the numbers don't go up, because they haven't yet, they've, they've gone even lower in week two than they did in week one, that means, and their demographic has dropped significantly. Like you want the 18 to 45 market right and and what their market is is the 34 to like 64 69 or whatever it is like it's older people that are tuning in but you want the younger demographic because that's how you can sell advertising if all of this is going on like you've paid tens of millions of dollars 20 million 30 million whatever to build a brand new studio in new york you're paying 15 million dollars a year in talent and the numbers are not there to back it up even though it's just two weeks in, at what point would you, like, do, do you just let it keep going and, and work itself out? Like, do you see what this does over football season? You, you, or, you got, like, an insane level of question here. All right, so tell me so this. let's take tell a couple of things. The, the investment, on. the return on investment does not look good right now. At what point do you turn or do you ever turn and no, you just let it run you got to let it run. You've got to let it run. You cannot put hundreds of millions of dollars into something and say it didn't work for two weeks, I'll all cash in and blow it all. Like it's not how this stuff works. Okay. Yeah, it's not no, how, I'm with you. It's not how anything on that scale works. Okay. First, I understand. Let me address the New York thing. Okay. The greatest thing they could they had to adapt. They had to absolutely adapt because nobody, as of new talent, is going to Bristol, Connecticut. Years ago, they built this city inside a city and said everybody comes here. And and they are realizing we are not landing talent. Talent is now staying in their local homes and doing shows from their local homes because you can get a good camera and a green screen and an ethernet cable and you could shoot it 
to Fox LA or you can shoot it to New York or you can shoot well, it to Kirk Herb Street lives in New or in uh, Nashville yeah. and and he does all of his stuff from, from at home. From home. Like he got his own yes. ISDN line it's, so that he could actually shoot it straight this to This is him. this is not that complicated. So they understood the way of this city in Bristol is going bye-bye. See, I knew that you would find a way to explain this. So, theory. so though the so the, the the New York thing is is we're going to start a new radio show, a new morning show. And and we're going to do it, and this is going to be the first thing to break off. Well, so, see, and that's the thing. It's yeah, not a radio show. But Okay, the, what, I get it. So, so, what, well, it, what, so I'm going to address the radio part. All then. right, go ahead. Go ahead. The ESPN is getting out of the radio business. They, 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 have, they have shut down so many of their radio shows. Does Get Up have a podcast? I'm sure they'll start to probably record it and put it out on podcast, okay. if I had to guess. Um, ESPN is also for some reason been really bad about trying to monetize podcasts. This was one of the things that Bill Simmons used to try to fight with him about all the time. He was just like, you guys are terrible at this. If you realize the numbers I was getting. Um, so, so that's, so that's that the radio numbers, they're going to lose all those numbers because they're out of, they're getting out of the radio business. Another thing that's going to hurt them a little bit is they're actually competing with Golick and Wingo. The shows are on at the exact same time. Hey, yes, they do have a podcast. Okay, so the shows are on at the exact same time, and and so, but but they're completely different shows. The Greeny Show and the Beatles Show is more of a sports news show, and it's I'm going to use a phrase that I don't I don't mean it's more of a grown up show. Okay, but if but if you want to watch now they shots, do jump off of of sports same way that we do. Yes, but but if you want to but if you want to to do kind of shock jock and laugh and and and, and food challenges and things like that, you're going to go to Golik and Ringo, uh, uh, Wingo, and that's not a bad thing. But that's where your younger audience is. I'm also going to disagree with you on the advertising thing. I don't look. I've never advertised anything or whatnot. But for my business, if I had to do localized advertising, I would. I would shoot my ads to people in their 30s to 60s over 18 to, to 45. Agreed, agreed. And, and because those 18-year-olds ain't buying progressive insurance, that is the head advertiser for them, or Geico, or, or any of those. The 18-year-olds do not care, and they're not, they're not buying the things. Rocket Mortgage ain't selling to 18-year-olds because 18-year-olds are going to rent or live at home with mama. All right? right. They're selling to 30-year-olds. The median age of viewers for, uh, for Get Up yeah. is like 49. Yeah. But those are people that spending money. I understand. I'm, I'm with you. So but advertisers look that. to build a brand I, I respect when, when that. people are younger. And and so I'm, totally, I'm looking at it from an advertising perspective as opposed to... I, I like, totally get that. But I was also told that... that and, and so we're going to look at the NFL thing too. I've been saying forever. Everyone's saying, oh, the NFL is going to lose so much money. Oh, they're going to lose so much money. Look at their ratings. They're so bad. What happened? All of the new broadcasting coming out, they have people killing themselves to try to do it paying three and four times more than the people previously did even though yeah. the ratings are going down like at papa john's that, jumps right. out and then and pizza, pizza Hut says Hut. i'll pay you double yeah like it's it just fox oh we'll take thursday night the worst game of the week i want it and i'm gonna pay you three times what nbc was paying you yeah so so to, to ratings don't tell every story first thing second i've actually watched this show I wake up every morning and it is habitual. I turn on Golik and Wingo because it was on. And as soon as Get Up came on, I went to it. Now, you talk about their salaries. They're not getting paid $15 million to do this show. 
they're getting paid $15 million to work for ESPN. Right. Because Greeny does other shows. Beatle does other shows. Jalen does other shows. So you have to amortize that money across other platforms, not just this one show. So that's not... I know Beatle does NBA stuff, but what is... Beatle Beatle does uh, uh, sports... What's Sports Nation. Sports Nation. um, And Jalen still does all the NBA stuff. Getting Jalen on the show is huge for getting a younger audience. What dominates sports media right now? What sport? It ain't the NFL. Oh, you talking about right this second? No, not just today because it's playoffs. Oh, NBA. Year year round, the NBA is yeah. the biggest sport in the media. Yeah, and, and ESPN obviously is you going gotta, to jump on that. They're they're going to get, get away from it. NFL because they can't afford it anymore. Well, it's and it's not just that. I don't know that the media guys that cover the NFL are nearly as good or as entertaining. And I don't think the stories nationwide year round are as good coming out of the NFL as they are the the stars in the NBA are stars even when the game's not going on. Agreed. They're doing and you could say this is you know the MSNBC. I would, I would vouch stuff, there are just as many but, stars in the NBA as there are actual stars in the NFL. If, if not more. Yeah, oh, there's more, and they are way more entertaining to listen to. They have a billion more followers on Twitter, and they're more out there, um, and they're more likable. to be. And that's just that's just the truth, whether you like them or not, because some of these guys push their political agendas, and it upsets people, and that's why people don't like ESPN. Look at their Twitter followers. Look at their advertisers. You can not like LeBron James because he he's pushing an agenda. But for, he's for worth the, billions of dollars. But he's for worth reason. billions of dollars. He's got a gazillion you know dollar ad budget, and and everything he sells turns to gold. So you can either be a part of that, or you can fight him. The other thing that I like about this show, and this is kind of why I've gone to it. You and I were talking about the uh, UFC stuff with Conor McGregor. I didn't know anything about it. I'm watching get up and all of a sudden I text you and say oh well they're about to have Dana White on this show in a minute and he's going to tell me everything about it and I, I'll admit and, I tuned and, into it and I only, he, I've only watched a few times but that was one of the and few he times he spent and this wasn't just a five minute interview with him he spent 20 minutes they showed video they broke it down they asked him real grown up questions about this thing and he spent as long as it took to really the reason I still watch ESPN for their their sports news is because when something happens that I want information on, they're going to get the guys to give me that information. Like the the real the biggest guys to, they're, to they're give you the real story. They're going to give story. you the best um, information from that. Now we've got guys that we both follow and we both kind of like Clay Travis that that makes a living beating up on ESPN and crushing their ratings and this and another. Let me tell you this. It's funny that he crushes these ratings because they're not as good as everyone thinks they should be, but he never brings up Fox sports ratings and he never brings up NBC sports ratings and anybody competing with them. This is an NFL thing. You can say that my ratings are tanking all day long, but I'm still three times bigger than everybody else around. So get off my ass, Jack. Yeah. But Bill Bill Simmons is another one that, that, hates ESPN. No, he doesn't no, 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 bash no, no, no. them. But he doesn't bash them at all. No, he doesn't he, bash them, but he he does not he used to bash them. No, when he, no, when he, he first left, he he bashed Goodell and they stood up for Goodell and he got pissed off about that. But Bill Well no, he he talked for a long time. Like there are multiple instances on his podcasts and everywhere else where he has talked very ill of ESPN and the way that their business is run. So it's it, he's well, not he doesn't yeah. bash them in the sense that uh that Clay Travis bashes no. them. But he he does he talks derogatorily 
I don't uh, think he has in a long time. I listen to the guy every show. I it's, mean, I it's literally listen yeah, to every show. It's been a show. while. It's been years. But, We're talking but, about over a year. But you know that he has... He but it's never, but it's never about a ratings thing. It's never, it's always, I don't understand why they're doing this and I don't understand why they're doing that. But literally, right. and that's 60% like, of Clay's, the reason I quit listening to Clay's show is 60% of his show has nothing to do with anything but ESPN. Yeah. And I'm thinking if ESPN didn't exist, you would not be a person. Literally, you would, you would be a nobody because all you do is talk about them. And that tells me a lot that's about his, you and your show, and I have a problem with that. His his topics changed a lot uh, whenever he started doing Fox Sports Radio. Yes, and it, look, I enjoyed him more like as not a national sports guy, but like just a regional guy regional. because he he talked more SEC football, and he's still one of the only national guys that talks SEC football religiously. Like he he talks a lot of SEC stuff, and and that's what I'm interested in. So I like the way that he goes about uh, how he talks about legal situations because obviously he was a lawyer, like he's been involved in stuff like that. I I enjoy that stuff. Now I I do not always enjoy the ESPN bashing stuff because yes, obviously there is an agenda there. Like it, he is going to point out the absolute most negative aspect of it without it, pointing out it, the other side. And he says, and it you over, have to know that going like in. literally every show, the first ten minutes are the exact same. Like, yeah, that's that's the truth. That's the truth. ESPN's no, it, bad. ESPN's pushing an agenda. ESPN's well, lying it, about this. It all depends on on what's happening because there's a lot that, of shows that talk nothing about ESPN. And it's things that nobody but, cares about. Literally, nobody cares. The president of ESPN resigned. Nobody cares about that guy. Nobody has talked about him since. No, nobody cares. Like, there's been a couple of dead spin articles about it. But nobody's talking about it. You know why? Because he doesn't move the needle. I don't even know his name. That's how little he moves the needle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I understand. Like, like, but but when that's the premise of your show, then why aren't you covering all the other sports media groups? And talk about their ratings. And let's well, see how shitty they are. There's some that, that he does. Because toilet. There, there's some that he does discuss. However, like... You're not going to, because nobody else puts in as much as ESPN does, right? Like Disney has their, like it is ESPN, right? It is a whole different aspect. They're billions of dollars, right? NBC Sports Network, CBS Sports Network, Fox Sports One, all this, like it's pennies to the dollar compared to what ESPN puts in. So obviously you're going for the biggest fish. So, well, I'm going to disagree with you on that. NBC probably the exact same size as ESPN for everything they put into sports. But they they do so I, much on their regular network. Yeah, if, they, if they ESPN, spread it like out, if ABC they did this. Out, they spread it out. But ABC does get a lot of ESPN stuff. But they spread the money out across so many different channels that, that it doesn't all equate from one big pool. And ESPN says, no, we've just created this brand of channels and we're going to put it all in one big pool. That's the yeah. only difference. But look at what NBC Where, spends on the Olympics. And look at what NBC spends on their NFL contract. Because they get the best game of the week and they get the primetime game. Um, you know, look at the money that they're putting out there, what Turner puts out there for, for basketball and college basketball. They spread it out over a group of channels. Some people find very difficult to find. But that's not ESPN's fault. ESPN said, no, we're going to create these four channels. We're going to create this set of says set of channels and and we're going to put everything here. Yeah. And 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 that doesn't that doesn't make them any like I don't know that their dollar figure is any bigger or smaller than cuz NBC owns 
Major League Baseball Network. NBC owns the Hockey Network. NBC owns the NFL Network. Like, NBC owns all these other channels, but they don't put their name on I don't think NBC them. owns the – I know they own the golf network. Golf but I don't, network. I, I think MLB is actually uh, – I think that's ESPN now. Uh, no, ESPN doesn't – ABC doesn't own the MLB network. They are licensing through it to use them as uh, uh, coverage. They're paying for licensing rights. Yeah, so I don't think it's NBC that actually no, NBC, owns it. I think NBC owns the channel. Some, some, a network has to own the channel. The channels do not exist in their own. A network has to own the channels. So the NFL network? Who is owns? owned by the NBC. That's why the NFL network had half the games were on NFL network. The other half the games were on NBC network. Well, yeah, but like at the same time, half the games were on NFL Network and then half were on CBS. Like they were simulcasting on but the same thing. Like they simulcast the ones on CBS so NBC could get those ratings. They simulcast on uh, CBS. The NFL Network got all Thursday night I'm games. I'm going to do some research. I don't know this it, off the top of my head. It, it, NBC, I promise you, NBC, there's no chance I'd be wrong twice in one night. I was wrong about the <laughs> wrestling thing on Thursdays, not Tuesdays. Just absolutely not a chance I'd be wrong twice in one night. All right, all right. But no, so so this is this is the thing. Your your question is a very complex question around this whole deal. All right. But at the end of the day, yeah, I, I think the show is fine. And if you go into it just looking for a morning sports show to listen to, I kinda enjoy it. I like it. Maybe I'm an old man and, and maybe it's more my cup of tea. I've kinda always liked Greeny. Now, Greeny says some things that I think are ridiculous sometimes, but there's not a single person that I listen to that I agree with everything that they say. Hey, let me let me interrupt you. Uh MLB network uh primarily owned by Major League Baseball with television providers AT and T, uh which acquired it uh acquired it after buying Direct TV. Uh Comcast through its NBC Sports Group and Charter Communications and Cox Communications having minority ownership. No, okay. So they, they they're all minority the, owner like but the NFL owns all of the NFL, but in order to have a television channel, that, some you have to network, have minority partners. No, not, you don't just have to have some network has to be affiliated with you. There are no TV channels in the cable world or the satellite world that don't have a network affiliation. A network has to be a part of you because the network has to sign off on everything that you're doing. Okay. Okay. That's that's that I that I know. So NBC is partnership with MLB. NBC is partnership with with NFL. So when CBS played their games, they played those games twice on the same time, simulcast. But when they were on NBC, you would you could not get it on the NFL Network because NBC is not. Yeah, going NFL to Network away. is not. Uh, I don't believe that's NBC. It says uh, it's owned completely by. The NFL. It's owned by the NFL. But the channel, hold on. It is, uh, it is headquartered in the Los Angeles suburb of Culver City, California. Broadcast its worldwide feed from Encompass Digital Media, formerly uh, Crawford Communications in Atlanta, Georgia. That's fine. Somebody has to be the network affiliate for the channel. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, I'm interested in this. FX. FX is owned by Fox. It's, it's It has nothing to do with Fox. It's just a channel on cable. Yeah, but it's, USA. it's, like, it's like Turner. is U- Like yeah. Turner owns TBS, yes. TNT, U- USA. True TV. NBC owns USA. Yeah. Like, like all of these cable channels have to be affiliated with the network. They have to be. They're, I am so interested in this. Like, we've gone super long tonight, but uh, let's see. Is NBC affiliated with NFL Network? We're going to Google this right now. And then we'll do that. I'm going to crunch this ice. 
Let's see. Da, 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 da. I don't know if anybody's still listening. Uh, I mean, we got two people streaming. But we, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, let's see. It's shared between CBS, NBC, and NFL Network. That's Thursday Night Football. It doesn't say anything about NBC. We're going we're we're going to research that and we will figure it out for for next week. But either way, it, so to to close this thing out, what um I don't think would, there's anything wrong with the show. I think the show will do fine. I also think the way people consume their morning routines today are not the same as the way people used to. I think the numbers are going to go down for everybody involved for those early morning shows at 6 a.m. our time. Well, especially because, like, kids are not going to watch it. And, That's and right. kids are where people used to get their, their sports. Like, it, uh, kids would jump on. My television is dominated by my children. The reason I And get they're to watching watch Nickelodeon it, and Disney Channel. The reason I get to watch it in the morning times is because they're iPadding. That's it. That makes sense. Is they get up, they eat their breakfast, they What's, watch their and, iPads. And when people used to tune in for Sports Center, and now like you've got Twitter and Facebook and yeah. Instagram and I, everything else, I you know don't need all it. the highlights before I've gotten out of the shower. Like I didn't even turn the TV on. I just wake up and check my phone and see what happens. They check right. the ESPN app. Ay ay ay! All right, we went long tonight. We may split this up into two different podcasts, but either way, we will get it out there uh, as usual. You guys know the business. The show is brought to you by winningcureseverything.com. Get your latest news and great stories on the website. Make sure and follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. Uh, we will have all sorts of different stuff. We'll probably be back later this week. In the meantime, uh, we will see you guys at some point. Chris and I have not discussed it yet, but we'll figure it out. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter at winningcures. You can follow myself at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show. That's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.